Hello everybody, welcome back to Best Books Ever. I'm Tyler, and today we are back, but also here with something new. Uh, so last time we finished uh, Mistborn, Final Empire, first book of the Mistborn trilogy. This time we're starting The Well of Ascension, which is book two. Uh, yeah, book two of the trilogy. Big part this time, because we covered the first two parts um, so up to chapters 27, so that's, that's a lot, <laughs> it's probably the biggest chunk, I mean, it is the biggest chunk we've done so far of any book at any time, um, but it just means there's a lot to get through, so, Well of Ascension, this is one that I think was, uh, kind of, like, hinted at a lot, especially that last part of A Final Empire, I feel like there was a lot of characters mentioning the Well of Ascension and just the Ascension in general. Uh, the Lord Ruler obviously being dead, you know, they they definitely, you know, Brandon definitely took this last, the, the, the final part of, uh, of a final part to be like, okay, let's set up the next book now. We're gonna really make these characters interested and intrigued in what happened with the Ascension since they killed the Lord Ruler last book, right? And that was kind of his whole thing where he has Alamancy and Ferrochemy, but it's like, that doesn't explain a lot of the things that he was able to do. Um, just, just some important ones, I guess. But with this one, right, so we're going to get into it. Um, lots of stuff. And as I always say, let's start at the end. So we have a note at the end that Ellen gets. It's sort of a victory, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Straff meeting in a second. Um... But at the very, very, very end, um, Ellen gets a note or like a letter or a decree, I suppose, from, um, you know, from the assembly. And it's like deposing him as king, which I'm assuming is them being like, I don't really know what that word means, but uh, I'm assuming that's like, hey, you're you're not king anymore. We're not we're we're now in the process of of getting rid of you. I don't think they can just snap their fingers and say, oh, you're not king anymore. I imagine they have to have some sort of like vote as to who the next king would be. Um, but it's like, hey, you're you're on out of here. Um, that's tough. You know, that kind of goes back to a lot of what I think everyone was saying, even Vin, where it's like, Ellen is a really good person but sometimes that's to his detriment and i think the biggest thing is him wanting there to be like some sort of democracy right like him you know him introducing democracy into uh luthadel right the problem is that you go from a monarchy to a democracy and there's so much power that you don't have anymore um you know what i mean do that a little bit um you know you know you know because now you have to worry about everyone else and all the way to a point where it gets you now <laughs> to where they could just say all right we don't you know we we don't have any confidence in you anymore you're you're not king anymore so that's definitely a wrench in things um you know because now they've they've lost their their foothold in making decisions um yeah, that's tough. I imagine they're going to... Okay, so like I said, I always try to mention this early as, as possible in the episode. I've read this before. That's kind of the whole point. Um, but me sort of just taking it at face value. Um, I imagine that they're going to try to like immediately talk to the assembly and sort of be like, Hey, don't, don't do it. <laughs> You know, don't do it here. Look, you know, because they don't know. No one in the assembly knows what they just did. You know, they don't know that seemingly the meeting with Straff was successful. So, um, you know, maybe they'll be able to convince them. Otherwise, you know, say, oh, no, we're, we're you know, we're making moves out here. Um, but I don't know. That's tough. Um, that is quite the cliffhanger to be like, all right, Ellen's not king anymore. Um, and like how, like if, if, if they, they do end up going through with this for real, like, how that's going to affect their plans and um you know because you can sort of see where the assembly is coming from like you know from their point of view 
but we don't see just their point of view. We see Ellen's and, and you know, Kel's crew as well. And it's like, oh, no, they're, they're, it's, it's very messy, you know? It's not, it's, you know, it's not as easy as I'm sure they would like it to be, but they are, you know, they are making progress. Um, yeah, so. Moving on to the Strath meeting. I think that was a very important one. You know, that was kind of the, the, the climax of this part, at least. Um, I really liked Vin's take because Vin was so much better than Ellen at like that part of it of like, okay, here's what we do. We're going to act weak, um, you know, but act weak in a very certain way, you know, cause their whole thing was, oh, you know, make sure you don't, you know, make it seem like you're mocking him or that you're doing this purposefully. It has to, you have to write a very thin line, um, you know, like letting him catch her, soothe him and all that stuff. Um, I like where it ended up, though, with Ellen seeing that that path was not the right one to take and then just kind of flipping it and then, like, insulting his father, you know, and insulting Straff and, you know, eventually threatening him. I love that because you can tell that that's what, you know, those are things that Ellen has wanted to say for a long time. And, and then on Vin's side, it's like, oh no, Vin, Vin is real. Like some of the things that are said about Vin, you know, her, you know, her reputation and all that, I think are overblown because no one was really there, but a lot of them aren't like she did kill the Lord ruler. You know, she was there for this whole process. Like, you know, I think now that she is the one, I think that people want to cling onto her specifically and, and that kind of loses some of the the other members, uh, you know, very much importance in all of this. Um, you know, even though she's the one herself that killed Lord Ruler, you know, there's even Marsh. Where, like, no one talks about Marsh because he wasn't really part of the plan. Like, he was, but he was on his own very separate, uh, you know, missions that, you know, made up the, the like, greater uh, goal, I guess. Um, you know, but like he was super important, you know, he was the one that tipped her off to be like, oh yeah, if you pull the spike out of Inquisitor, they die. And that sort of, you know, he kind of connected a lot of the dots there. Um, you know, even Sazed being there for, for that small time. So, but anyway, you know, going back to the meeting, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot that I think came from the meeting, but also came to a point in the meeting. So like, we know the outcome, they sort of won, whatever, but there's a lot of other things too. Like, I think one thing is going the, the, the Zane path, right? We, we learn about the Zane character. He's a misborn. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of him. I think that, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's very well raised, you know, well written. He's a good character and all that stuff, but I'm talking about like him, there's definitely something about him. Like, he is a little insane, right? We saw him speaking to God, maybe, a, l a little bit there. That, that was very strange and not super explained. Um, and I, I don't like the thoughts that, the, that he is putting in Vin's head, where, you know, these were already sort of some things that she's thought about, I'm sure. Um, I don't think she's completely gotten rid of the whole, like, distrust part of herself or even the part of herself that feels like she needs to be useful you know we've even we've even seen a little bit where um you know with her relationship with ellen you know how she feels like oh what if ellen doesn't need me anymore and it's like no that's not you know you just want to talk to her and say no that's not why relationships happen it's not you know it's not like a need for somebody it's you know um you know, within him, him constantly talking about, like, no one else can understand you, um, you know, of how you grew up and what you are and all that stuff, and then putting it in her that she is, she's a tool, she's a weapon. Um, I don't like that because you can see where he comes from. And I think some of what he's saying makes sense, but if Finn were to do what you were suggesting there would be no growth, 
you know, and you know he he would disagree. You know, him, him even talking about how like, oh, I I think a, a, a child's instinct is is the most pure, the most honest, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you're allowed to learn things as well. You're allowed to grow as a person. You know, like we know that that's not how Ellen or anyone else feels about Vin. You know, it's like, oh, well, she's a powerful misborn, so we we can use her. She's you know she's very good to have around. It's like no, they all genuinely care about each other. Um, but that is very hard for specifically Vin to see, especially when she's, you know, had the, the raising that she's had her whole life. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. Cause like, I don't really know what his game is because he's serving Straff, but then he's trying to kill Straff. He's insane. Like, is he suicidal? Like, like, is he just like someone just take me out? <laughs> you know, like, like I don't really. Know. He's he's too much of a wild card, and then for him to direct that wild energy towards Vin, and like, deteriorate a lot of the growth, or at least attempt to deteriorate a lot of the growth that she's had, the whole last book. It's like that's that's not fair. I don't. I'm I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Um. And then riding that wave a little bit, you know, you know, we do get further along the book, especially towards the end of this part where, um, you know, going back to the Straff meeting, that is kind of how Ellen wins uh, Straff over is to threaten him. And I think the, the, you know, the point of that was for us to read it and us to kind of cringe a little bit because it's like, oh, no, like what he's doing is working. Unfortunately, Vin can hear him, and this is kind of matching all of the doubts that she's had, especially since Zane has been feeding into those doubts about, like, them only wanting her around because she's a misborn, because she's powerful, because, um, you know, you know, there is some use to her. Um, and so Alan being like, she'll, she'll slaughter your whole army. She's, you know, it's like... She doesn't, first, doesn't want to do that. And two, I, I don't know, like, even though he's bluffing, and, like, even though I don't think Ellen would ever say, all right, Vin, kill them all. <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think he would ever do that. Even just him saying it out loud hurts her, you know? And, you know, we can see that with the carriage ride back where he's super excited. He's like, oh, we did it. I, I got him <laughs> and villain and, and, and Vin is just like, yeah, it's, it's great. And she's kind of like shrinking herself down in her seat. Um, it's tough because on the other end, I'm like, Oh, I wish Vin would just say it, you know, I wish she would just say what she wants to say instead of dancing around it so that Ellen can understand why she's feeling the way she's feeling to say, no, I don't, you know, that, you know, it's not what I want to be. Is that the only reason you want me around, you know, you know, have that tough conversation. Um, obviously doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. So, and again, it's, it's just reinforced because then she looks back at why people like, why, why people revere her so much. And she even mentions it like, oh, well, you know, the whole Lord Ruler thing that was Kel, you know, that was Kelsier's plan. I was just the knife. Again, you know, referring to herself as just a weapon, just a tool. It's tough, man, you know. We're in a very rough spot in the book for Vin's own, like, mental image of herself. Um, I I really hope some way, you know, I feel like if anyone can do it. If anyone could do it, I think it's going to be Sazed. If I had to make a prediction to, like, get her out of this rut, you know, I feel like Ellen, while she loves Ellen more than anyone, I think Ellen is too close. I think that Ellen, the way he speaks, I, I, I don't think Vin would ever be able to take that and, like, wash away all of this uncertainty. Because, you know, it's more of, like, a romantic relationship with Ellen, whereas with Sazed, it is more like a friend... A, you know, almost like an advisor 
in a sense. You know, again, he's you know he's not anyone's servant anymore, but you know the way Sazed conducts himself. I think if Sazed were to come for her and try to you know almost like come at this logically, he might be able to break down all those like weird doubts that are creeping up. Um, but I don't know. We definitely need it because we don't need Vin to kind of like shelter herself from everyone. That could be bad. That could be very bad. Again, n not because she won't be able to help them beat the Mistborn, but because her sheltering herself off would just be... I don't know. I don't know. It would just turn her back into old Vin. And, I, you know, again, everyone does care about her, and so I don't think anyone wants to see old Vin, you know, her, like, beat herself up and be, like, nervous and, and like, anxious all the time. We don't need that. We don't want that. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, well, I guess we can just kind of come right off of that. We get a couple of extra pieces of information when we, uh, you know, kind of about her relationship with Ellen. And again, kind of piling on this like uncertainty and self-doubt. Um, we know that at some point during the time skip between these two books, Ellen did propose to her asked for her hand in marriage, and Vin rejected him. Clearly still loves him. Clearly they're still, like, together. Um, it's not like, ah, this is over. <laughs> um, but rejected him, and there's a couple of interesting tidbits that we kind of learn after the fact, you know, because the first time we hear of it, we just hear that she rejected him, and he didn't understand why, and whatever, and then it, you know, it ended. But there's, you know, there's a couple more times that this was brought up, and we learned a little something new each time. Um... First, I think we kind of learn it from, maybe both of them might have been from Vin's perspective, I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, the first thing we learn is that she's just not confident. She just doesn't think that she's right for Ellen. She thinks that Ellen, as a king, deserves someone more like Alrianne, which we'll get to in a second. How, you know, she's kind of the like proper noble woman um where vin is a you know she and i think other people kind of refer to her as a bodyguard and so again that kind of hurts her own image of herself as well um you know where she doesn't really see herself you know almost doesn't see herself as a woman sees herself more as a just a thug almost an assassin right so again she doesn't think that ellen or that she deserves ellen ellen deserves better than her um, you know, so that's one reason why she, she did that. And we also learned kind of adding on top of that, that that was the last day that she ever wore any dresses. She stopped wearing dresses after that, which she, she did really enjoy. I mean, we, we know that, right? Like, you know, we've been in her head. She, you know, she very much enjoyed wearing those, um, bracing her femininity, femininity, all that stuff. Um... That just really rocked her, I guess. Um, so yeah, tough. Tough situation to be in. Again, this is kind of just piling more and more on top of like Vin kind of shrinking back into herself. And I really, really hope that someone, like I said, I'm, if I had to put money on someone, I would, you know, I would say Sazed. You know, that like trusted friend. I feel like if she were to go to anyone, she would go to Sazed, you know. Especially in this scenario where I feel like a lot of a lot of her negative emotions are kind of coming from Ellen. Not that Ellen is purposefully doing anything to make her sad or anything, but just like, you know, it's just naturally what the situation is, you know, is that a lot of it has, you know, is connected to Ellen because of the, you know, their, their, their relationship. Um... What else do we have? Let's see. Uh, gosh, there is a lot. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's move on to just some some quick ones, some like quick new things that happen. We'll just kind of go through them. Uh, some new characters we got, which I I wanted to note was uh, Rianne, just like I mentioned. Um, don't trust her completely. 
she has this air of like being kind of bubbly and airheaded and just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just here. You know, I wear dresses all the time and, I, you know, whatever. Uh, Vin doesn't trust her. Vin doesn't trust anyone. But, um, there, you know, there was like some things that kind of hint at she's, she's not as like gullible as I think her, her character comes across. Um, yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on her. See, you know, you know, see what's happening. Especially with that one moment where she came in and she was all frazzled. But, like, her dress, like, her clothes and everything were all prim and pristine. So it's like, you know, they had, you know, Vin and Alan had the theory that um, she came in and kind of messed up her hair to make it seem like she just got up. But she, she she's probably listening in on our meeting for, like, 30 minutes. So, again, there's, like, little things like that. It's like, what's going on with this character, you know? Keep an eye on her. Uh, Tindwell is also another character. She's Gina's terrorist woman. She's helping Ellen, all that stuff. Um, she seems cool. You know, you know, she definitely seems like one of those characters that in the beginning, you're supposed to kind of dislike her. But I mean, I mean, I mean, even as these parts have gone on so far, you know, I think we're little by little, uh, appreciating her a lot more and also seeing that she's not just some like cold, harsh person. Like she does really care. She just, she just attacks things very logically and very methodically, you know, like even, um, you know, Vin sort of spoke up about this, about how she, you know, Vin felt like Tindwell was pretending to be nice to her. And she's like, no, no, no. Vin's like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're so mean to Ellen. So then, you know, if, if this is who you really are, why are you so mean to Ellen? And it's like, oh, well, you know, she just kind of explained her approach where Ellen kind of grew up uh, very privileged um, you know, so he might need some like harsh truths. You, on the other hand, <laughs> you have, you have faced many harsh truths in your time, child. <laughs> I don't really think I need to take that, you know, you, you know, that sort of approach with you. Um, so yeah, so kind of as it's going on, you know, I'm at least starting to see more and more of like why she is helpful and like why it seems like she does care. Again, she doesn't really know these people that much, but, um, you know. It is interesting whenever things happen and you realize later it's like, oh, I think Tindwell like planned for this because then it'll cut and, you know, we'll see that she's like watching them very closely or kind of smirking a little bit of like, oh, I wonder how Vin or Ellen or whoever reacts in this scenario that they're in right now. And it's like, oh, Tindwell, did you, did you uh, plan this? Did you? Um, so that's cool. Um, some other new stuff, not people, but things. We have medals. Um, just, just further showing Kelsier that he was wrong. <laughs> There's more metals than you think. And they are not the alloys of each other that you previously thought. So we have, uh, aluminum, which is what we have now learned the Inquisitor gave Vin at the end of the last book. If you burn it, it, it depletes all your metals. Um, don't know why anyone would ever want that. <laughs> You know, I mean, I guess metals just, you know, this thing is just nature or magic or whatever, you know, like no one assigned metals and assigned powers to each metal. So some of them, I'm sure you're just going to be like, I'd have never used that ever because because why would I do it? Um, and, and I kind of said at the end of the last book, too, where I was like, why would a misborn ever willingly burn aluminum? You know, like what? In what scenario would you want to deplete your entire metal reserve? You know, I mean, maybe the only thing I could, well, no, I guess not. I was going to say the only thing I could think of is like at the end of the last book when the Lord Ruler was like pulling and pushing on the metals in Vin's body, which, you know, previously thought was impossible, but clearly you just have to be powerful enough to do it. Uh, maybe that would be a scenario, but even then it's like, that would only be helpful if the only metal in the the vicinity is the metals in your body. Because then it'd be like, okay, you burn the metals now. They don't have any metals to use against you. But that's a very, 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 very specific scenario that probably <laughs> would never come up. Um, so yeah, again, and at that point, the only use I could see for it is the way the Inquisitor used it, where it's like, eat this and burn this, you know, like forcing someone else to do it. But how often can you make someone do that, you know? 
Um, uh, we also learn the name of the 11th metal, which is metallium, I think is how it's said. Um, yeah, we just learned the name. You know, that's that's the one that she used at the end of the book. Um, and then we have Duralumin, which is a new one. Um, we learned that if you burn it, if you burn it, whatever metal or metals that you are currently burning, so, you know, you kind of use one or more metals at the same time as you burn Duralumin, um, Duralumin will use all of the metal or metals that you're burning all at once. So it'll be like one one big explosive punch of whatever metal you're using, right? Um, you know, so I think she does it at one point with tin and like it's a super quick but super, super like intense uh, burning of tin. So like, you know, tin enhances the senses. So it's like it kind of overloads her senses. Um, you know, so I imagine that would happen with everything else, right? Like if you were to burn it with pewter, you would have like a crazy strong punch or something like way stronger than you can ever do by just merely flaring pewter. Um, I think she does it. Uh, she actually does do it to Straff, I think, right? Where she uh, riots, but but burns Duralumin at the same time. So it, it you know, like punches him, basically. Um, knocks him to the ground, I think, or something like that. So. very useful um that's definitely one of those things where it's like you either want to make sure you have a lot of metal vials to then you know quickly replenish what you just burned in that in that big outburst or you want that to be like you're killing below you know um yeah that was cool more metal so i think we're now up to 14 metals right because we have the base eight and then the two atm and gold so that's 10 then we have the 11th metal which is metallium we have um aluminum so that's four that's 14 no 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 i'm, I'm stupid 11th metal metallium aluminum 12th metal and then duralum in 13 so there's 13 metals so far um, that's not an even number, though. Which usually, each one has a pair, right? So there's got to be at least one metal, more metal. Again, I say this, but <laughs> the rules that we thought we knew have already been broken so many times. You know, so it's like maybe stuff doesn't have paired. Maybe something's coming threes or something weird, you know? Anything can happen at this point. Um, oh yeah, I actually did miss one, um, another new thing, uh, Kolos. Kolos are new, they were mentioned last book briefly, uh, you know, a couple different times, I think, um, but they're new, we, we finally see what they are, and they're definitely probably the most disturbing creatures in this entire series, I would say, again, not really spoiling anything, but if I look back, and I, and I could be wrong, it's just, just my opinion, you know, you know, will may or may not meet some new creatures at some point. Um, I mean, I guess misrace are kind of eerie, but Coloss are disturbing to look at, you know. So we know that they uh, they never stop growing. They keep growing until they die. Um, when they're young, quote-unquote, um, their skin and stuff is, like, very loose and flabby. So, like, you know, we see Sazed come up on them, and, and his theory is that, like, oh, the, the, everything in their body grows except for the skin. So, like, when they're older, and they're huge, they're, like, 8 feet, 9 feet, 10 feet tall, um, their their skin is, like, stretching, and it's, like, ripping almost. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't like either version of Kolos. Like, the young ones with the loose skin, <laughs> or the old ones with the, I don't, I don't like it. I like the image of it. It's weird. Um... Yeah, and we learned some stuff about them. Like, they're very, uh, very ruthless. It seems like they have two emotions. I think Sazed was, like, uh, like, indifference or, like, rage. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, Justice, Ellen's old friend, is their king, so that's gonna be interesting. That's a fourth party now. We got Ellen, uh, Straff, Set, and now Justice. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with them. Because seemingly the the Kolos army, like, you know, I think one of them mentions that there's a time where only 500 Kolos were able to take out an army of 20,000 men. So, <laughs> Jastis has 20,000, you know, unless he's lying. E even if he's lying and he's doubling his numbers, he still has 10,000 Kolos. Like, that seemingly, again, if we kind of work the math there, I think he could take out those two armies. <laughs> you know, so I'm a little, you know, a little bit, you know, shaken in my boots because that doesn't that doesn't seem good. Um, we'll see what happens with them. Um, what else do we have? Oh, and, oh another big thing. Uh, we see Marsh again. Very nice to see Marsh. Um, Sazed feels like he's changed a little bit. Maybe a little more Inquisitor-like. You know, he was already kind of um, didn't talk too much. Kind of kind of terse in, in his language. I mean, his verbal language, even like his body language as well. But he seems a little a little more like that. Um, but he does. There's a couple big things that happen with, with the whole Marsh thing. Um, first off... He gives a very interesting bit of dialogue, which I think um, we were meant to grab onto. Um, but, you know, it does make sense with like some of the surrounding events of the book. Um, he says that the Lord Ruler, the Lord Ruler was just a cog. That's basically him insinuating that Lord Ruler was not it. Sazed says something earlier in the book about how, um, you know, he's just he's just thinking this, and he thinks um, the Lord Ruler is dead, but it doesn't seem like the story is finished or or something like that, which so that's you know you know sort of feels like breaking the fourth wall almost like oh we're in a book, um, you know but I think Marsh saying that sort of reinforces that that passing thought that Sazed had. It's a, it's a very scary thought, especially with Marsh, where, like, Marsh doesn't say anything lightly, ever. And so for him to say that and, like, basically say that the Lord Ruler was not not the tippity-top, he was not the end-all, be-all, he was just one part of something larger, that's scary. You know, I don't know, I mean, I do know what that means, obviously, but in the book, at this point in the book, I have no idea of, like, what that could mean um we would think it maybe has to go on to another big thing that this book is all about uh the mists the mists are killing people seemingly we haven't actually seen it happen but Sazed has a lot of reports and uh vin also has her experience with it so there there's something big happening you know and, and you know even Sazed was like there are no stories or anything about the mist killing people and now lord ruler's dead and now mists are seemingly killing people you know again if you know if this was just ska being antsy or whatever like why hasn't it happened in the past thousand years why is this not a thing that people at least like whisper of you know even lord ruler was trying to like squash those rumors because it was something else that he wants to you know quell we, we would have heard of this before, you know? And so, seemingly, mists are killing people. They're coming out earlier in the day. Sazed even talks about they are indeed coming out in the day, like during the day. Not just earlier, but during, like, sun is still out. Um, that That's very, very scary. You know, and then we roll back to, you know, trying to connect these points, maybe. Lord Ruler saying... You have no idea what I do for mankind. You've doomed yourselves. Does does the Lord the Lord ruler able to stop the mists? You know, was that was that his thing? Because again, no stories about the mist killing people before he died. Lord ruler dies, mist start killing people. So I'm trying I'm trying to put two and two together. You know, um, and then also with the mists, Vin sort of connecting them to the Lord ruler, and a. You know, like a back door. <laughs> um, 
she seemingly finds a figure maybe it's multiple figures we're not we're not sure we're i guess we're assuming there's only one because for there to be more than one that would just be ridiculous um can only can't really see it can only sense it with her like alimantic pulses uh there's one point in which it grabs her arm and she like seizes up or something um you know there's also a story in the logbook about something similar to this happening so more comparisons with lord ruler and vin or you know whoever whatever people so uh yeah mist are now dangerous <laughs> uh just another thing too as well a little side note to add on to vin's just diminishing mental health it seems <laughs> now the mist aren't safe for her anymore you know something that she kind of latched onto and became part of her person you know with Kelsier so uh very very tough stuff um what else happened so we had uh also to close out the whole marsh thing the other big thing that was like a big discovery uh was Sazed Sazed found a, a passage from one of the terrorist philosophers etched in steel I believe or metal at the very least uh in the uh what was it the like sarin place con conventicle of Sir sarin saran whatever that was a big thing uh it seems like this is possibly the only i mean <laughs> really the only piece of hopefully terrorist religion that a keeper has ever found uh, again, we haven't really revisited it since he, uh, he like etched it or he like, uh, uh, did an impression of it, like with the charcoal and whatever. Um, but that's possibly big, right? You know, big for Sazed's character, big for the keepers and the terrorist people in general. Um, or maybe it's nothing. I mean, it seemed important, right? Like you don't, you don't just etch words into stone in the wall, you know, you, you know, you don't just really do that, Right. Uh, especially given it seemed like it was had like its own room, you know, like, the, like the, you know, that was pretty much the only thing in the room. It also felt like kind of like a secret room too. Like didn't, you know, didn't Sazed have to like find like this weird, like small door or something to, to get there. So uh, hopefully we see more of that. wonder how consequential that actually is. Um, or it'll just take Sazed away from them again. <laughs> I gotta go feed the terrorist people, you know, it's very possible. Uh, oh, okay, another big thing. Uh, a Chandra imposter might be among the men. Well, we, we, we know they are. They, they have to be. Um, so, the, so the theory right now is that, you know, it could be anyone, but they seem to think that it has to be one of, one of the important people, right? It's not just like some servant or whatever, uh, you know, because they would imagine that they would want the Chandra to get into their closed meetings. Uh, Vin, however has been able to weed out some people that it's not, right? Because we have Orosaur, and he's, for the most part, he tells her that if they have elementic powers, they're not a Chandra. He gets real weird about talking about the Chandra. Um, you know, I feel like it's very similar to, like, the Terrace, right? You know, like, Saza didn't really want to share too much about the Terrace people. Um, Orosaur kind of feels the same way about his own people, the Chandra. Um, but if that is true, again, he, he says it in a really weird way, right? Like he doesn't just come out and say that, oh yeah, they can't use elementic powers. He sort of says it in a way that is enough. Like, here's just enough information for you. I'm not, I'm not actually going to say the thing, but I'm going to like hint at it. Um, so if that is the case, then she's already weeded out a few people. She's already seen or felt, I suppose, uh, ham and Breeze and Spook use Allomancy. So really the only people that's left... Oh yeah, and then like uh, like Sazed and even Tindwil, um, she ruled out because they used they used Ferrochemi. Um, right? Well, no, I actually don't... I, I actually don't think they ruled out Sazed, but it'd be strange if it was Sazed because like, he hasn't been here at all. You know, uh, but they did rule out Tindwell because she did use Ferrochemi to, uh, like break the binds or whatever. Um, but that still leaves clubs, 
who I think would be easy, you know, just kind of, again, like he, he's, a, he's an alamancer, he's a smoker, so they just have to get him to use it. Um, you know, I'm sure there's probably points in which he's, you know, he's kind of using it without thinking about it because that's what a lot of uh, experienced mistings do with those, uh, you know, with those types of abilities. Um, Docs and Ellen, though, are going to be a lot tougher because they don't have elementic abilities. You know, she doesn't want to believe Ellen is there. Like, she kind of had this blanket statement of like, no, I, I trust him. I have to. And it's like, I get that being part of like your character growth to trust people. But if it's Ellen, like, you have to make sure like, unfortunately, this is a time in which your paranoia needs to come in full force. You have to you have to lock these people down, you know. Um, I don't know how they're going to get again, like clubs is easy. Um, but Docs and Ellen, I don't, I don't know how, I mean, there was kind of that other way that, uh, that the Chandra, that, that Orosaur mentioned about how, like, um, like Chandra, like, don't really feel element, like mental out, like, he's, he sort of said that mental elements he doesn't work on Chandra. So, like, in my mind, when he said that, I was like, oh, then just very blatantly riot someone's emotions because anyone, you know, when you, you, when you riot or sue them or whatever hard enough, anyone's going to be like, hey, what's, what's going on here? You know, like... So like, why don't you just do that to Docs and Ellen? And if one of them just doesn't say anything at all, you know, I mean, especially if you're alone, like just just do it super obviously to them. And I'm, I imagine Docs and Ellen separately would be like, "Hey, are you what? Are you are you soothing me right now?" <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess one of them could. I mean, I guess if one of them is the conjurer, they could just take a very wild, wildly accurate guess that that's what Vin's doing, but that seems unlikely. Uh, but that's just my thought. You know, that's just what I think would happen. Um, but yeah, because that, that's very important. It's like, oh, they have a spy. There's, there's a spy in here. Uh, and we imagine that's Straff's, right? I don't think we ever actually read that Straff sent a Chandra in there, but he does mention a spy. So we're kind of just putting those two things together. Um, yeah. Well, the, 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 the problems and the threats <laughs> just keep piling up, you know, one after another. Um, let's see my other notes. Um, okay, 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 okay. Uh, speaking on Orsor, kind of, you know, can, can, you know, continue on that. Uh, I do like their relationship. I think that, uh, you know, I like that, especially in the later chapters of this, of these sections that we read, they seem to have bonded a little bit. You know, I think Orsor sort of realizing that Vin has gone through very, very similar things that, that he has gone through in his life uh, about like serving other people and being afraid. And so you just try to make yourself feel unimportant or almost invisible, um, all that stuff. You know, I, I did really enjoy that, although... It didn't get all the way there, you know, or sort of still like, well, well, yeah, but you're human, you know, and then he sort of explains like, you know, some of the Chandra history about why Chandra have the contract. Um, and then he realized that, you know, a lot of his sort of like resentment, it seems for Vin makes a lot of sense. Like, I can't really blame him for like what happened to his people. Um, but yeah, you know, I do like that they seemingly broke the walls down a little bit between them, you know, I mean, even Vin, you know, them both being pretty brutally honest, you know, because even on Vin's side, her being like, it's not that you ate Kelsier's body, it's that you knew, you knew of Kelsier's plan, you knew he was gonna, he was gonna end this with him dying, and you didn't say anything, and to be fair to Orosaur, it's like, I couldn't tell you, like, I have to abide by the contract, like, I can't, I, I literally can't break that, so, um, you know, again, I, you know, I do like them being brutally honest with each other. And again, you know, kind of 
starting to build a bridge between them. I, I, you know, I like that. It's not, it's not all the way there yet. You know, I, I definitely hope it gets there. I, you know, I think it is getting there. They are kind of, you know, Vin is definitely keeping him around, like wants him with her a lot more than a few months ago. You know, um, Orsor is sometimes helping her out in ways that she didn't ask, you know? It's like, oh, well, you know, oh, he just kind of did that on his own without being commanded to do it, you know? He didn't have to. Up until this point, he's been very strict about, I will do the bare minimum that the contract, you know, you know, forcing me to do. So, I do really like that. Um, and then... Okay, I think I have two more things. One is Kelsier being, or not Kelsier, Vin being the lady heir. That's that's really getting to her. Um, Kelsier very selfishly <laughs> left everyone else to kind of continue his plan and almost continue the harder part. Like, before this, you would, you would think that killing Lord Ruler would be the hardest part of the plan. Nope, turns out that was the easiest. <laughs> They have to build a new government. They have to stave off all these enemies. You know, the Mistra killing people. He started a new religion that we that has no, like, doctrine or anything. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that, that, that Kel kind of left for them to, to pick up the pieces. Um, but Vin being the lady heir and everyone kind of looking to her to be like, Oh, Vin's gone, so now you're the one. And her not wanting to, we know from her personality and her upbringing, like she she hates being the center of attention. But um, on one hand, starting religion was incredibly genius. Um, but it's 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 very tough for her. I I do like sort of the ending though when she confronts the crowd and uh, Tindwell sort of observes her, and uh, you know she she does do an okay job with appeasing the crowd. Um, I do like that, um, I guess kind of what, what, what Tindwell would be thinking in that scenario, because my whole thing was, this sucks, right? Like Vin, Vin hates this. You, you know, you can tell she's not like Kelsier in that way where, where Kelsier loved this. He would have thrived. I mean, he was thriving being in that position, but I think especially with, with, with Tindwill's kind of guidance and, you know, her kind of whole reason almost for bringing her out here, um, you know, getting the dress, talking about Ellen, all this stuff. It's like, you have a role in all of this. I'm not here to force you into a specific role. I'm here to kind of make you whoever you are supposed to be, whoever you want to be, whoever you're supposed to be, you know, that, that like Venn diagram of, of, of those two things. And, um, you know, even looking at her being the lady heir, it's like that is a tool that that you have. That 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 is a power that you have. Not that you would ever have to use that and be like, okay, I decree that every <laughs> every follower of the survivor now fights for us. Like, no, nothing like that. But there is power in posturing. You know, we've you know we've seen that from Straff, where he's all about posturing. But it's like. You know, it is very important for you to play the role as best you can and, like, learn to, to deal with it because, you know, I love, I love the end to that because Vin is trying her hardest to, like, wiggle out of it and, you know, try to be invisible and try to be unimportant or whatever. And, and Tindwell's like, you killed the Lord Ruler, <laughs> you trained under the survivor, and you are the king's consort <laughs> you don't really have <laughs> if just one of those things were true it would be difficult for you to just become a nobody and just kind of like vanish into the shadows all three of those things like you are quite possibly the most impactful person in existence right now you know like very few people have any one of those things well, I guess, I mean, no one does. I mean, no one else can take credit for killing the Lord Ruler. No one else is, is the king's consort. You know, I mean, I guess now Galen's not king, so I guess yeah, that, that one's not true anymore. Um, you know, so it's like you you, you can't, 
I'm sorry, but you 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 are this role, you know. Um, so yeah, that's good. And then I guess the last thing I don't know if I mentioned this already, but uh, Straff did kill Zane. The orders to kill Vin. You know, that's kind of one of the other sort of cliffhangers at the end of this one, and uh, it's tough, man. You know, Zane. We already talked about Zane's character a little bit. I I, I wonder if he's gonna do it. I mean, we imagine Vin doesn't die because there's still all this book left. And then the next book, you would imagine Vin is not absent for that. But maybe, I mean, they they killed Kelsier. <laughs> so maybe they killed Vin too. Maybe Ellen's the new main character or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Because again, I, I, I would say I don't think they kill her. I think that would be crazy to kill like sort of the main character in the first book and then kill definitely the main character in the second book. I think that would be insane for a story to do. But... We've seen it before, so um, I think with Zane's character, though, I think Zane would much rather like befriend her because Zane almost has that same excitement when talking to her and sparring with her that Vin has with him, you know. So, so, so I think more than anything, he would try to like try a lot harder um, to like make her come to his side, as he's already sort of tried to do, than just be like, "All right, well, Straff ordered me, so I guess I gotta kill her. <laughs> do it tonight." You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think he would jump right to that. Uh, but maybe he will. Again, he is insane. He is talking to God? Question mark. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah. So and that's the end. That, that's that, that's twenty-seven chapters. Uh, lots of talk about. Long episode, but uh, that's because there was twenty-seven chapters. Um, next part will be much shorter. Only ten chapters, or I guess eleven, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll be doing twenty-eight to thirty-eight. 28 to 38 that is the next part um lot lots of threads lot lots of threads that have opened up here some seemingly minor some seemingly major and um uh, to see how many of them we actually get maybe some answers to probably just more questions you know because that's, that's normally how these things go uh, let me know let me know what you thought of the first almost 30 chapters um what, what you think is going to happen next and uh yeah that's pretty much it Let's see, let's see Vin die next part. 